0: Great to see everyone this morning. My name is Brad Kinnell. I'm the lead pastor here. Uh, just a, an FYI, uh, for the volunteer training tonight, um, if, if you're not volunteering anywhere, but you'd like to get involved and volunteer, please come because we'll get you all hooked up. All right. Uh, we are going to do Q&A after the message this morning. So if you have a question, you can text a question to that number right there. Please text some great, wonderful, jaw-droppingly great questions we are continuing forward in our series on prayer so before we move forward let's pray and what i'd like to ask you to do is you bow your bow your heads i'll be quiet uh i'm going to ask you to simply ask the lord for what you desire during this message Holy God, we are grateful that you have invited us to participate with you in what's going on in this world, in the growth of the kingdom. We're grateful that you are present and you listen. Give us ears to listen as well as we approach your word. In your name we pray, amen. <clears throat> so, you hear the sound of a crowd approaching. You're in your spot, that place most familiar, that place along the road where you wait in hope for change. For healing, not so much anymore. You gave up on healing years ago. This is simply the post you take on a regular basis looking for help, for a hand up, maybe a handout, anything to help bring some light into the darkness. You've heard about this rabbi, this healer from Galilee, but you've never quite imagined that he might pass by you. But as a crowd approaches, you actually hear his voice. And you hear people talking to him. You hear that name, Jesus. Could it be? the smell of the dusk of the dust kicked up by the crowd wafts toward you if you don't act quickly uh, they'll be out of earshot and so it's now or never you bang your walking stick on the underside of your walking of your of your bowl jesus son of david have mercy on me quiet fool the teacher has no time for you comes the rebuke but you bang the bowl again son of david have mercy on me Then amidst the rebukes, you hear his voice. Call him over. A pair of strong hands lifts you up. He's calling you. You struggle to your feet. You're clutching your stick and your bowl. They guide you to the center of the crowd. And then silence. You wait. And then you hear a question that changed everything for you. He says to you, What do you want me to do for you? Is this the voice of another rabbi ready to rebuke you? If you speak, will he make fun of you? Prudence would ask for a handout, maybe some change for some bread. But what if it's true? What if he is the Messiah, the deliverer, come to usher in? the healing of the kingdom of God. You place your begging bowl behind your back, and then very simply and as honestly as you can, you tell him what you need. Our text this morning comes from the story of blind Bartimaeus in Mark chapter 10. If you would, grab a Bible or grab your phone that has a Bible somewhere on it, and we're going to read verses 46 through 52. We will stand... When we read, I'll read it, You follow along. We stand simply to give honor to this sacred word. Then they came to Jericho. As Jesus and his disciples together with a large crowd were leaving the city, a blind man, Bartimaeus, which means son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside begging. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout, Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me. Many rebuked him and told him to be quiet, but he shouted all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped and said, Call him. So they called to the blind man, Cheer up, on your feet, he's calling you. Throwing his cloak aside, he jumped to his feet and came to Jesus. What do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked him. The blind man said, Rabbi, I want to see. Go, said Jesus, your faith has healed you. Immediately, he received his sight and followed Jesus along the road. You may be seated. Now, that question, what do you want me to do for you? It seems like the strangest question if you unpack it a little bit. What do you want me to do for you? Well, Jesus, he's blind. What do you think he wants you to do for him? It's kind of obvious, isn't it? And isn't the question kind of strange in itself? I mean, this is the all knowing God. If God knows everything, why does God even need to ask the question? Why do we even need to pray, actually, to a God who apparently knows everything? But the scriptures are clear the all knowing God, who is love, calls us to pray. And just a a side note, sometimes we have questions of, you know, why is there evil in the world? And a lot of people, you know, if there's a loving God, why is there evil in the world? If you read the actual Bible, you see it's very honest. There is evil in the world. (laughs) And yet God is still loving. And so when you say, you know, why pray? To a God who knows everything, well, it's interesting. The text actually says, no, pray. And the text actually says, the one who is the Son of God, the one who lives in eternal communion with the Father and the Spirit, the Son prayed. In fact, he prayed so much, his followers, his disciples said, Jesus, teach us to pray. And it's interesting, when he said, okay, when you pray to the God who knows everything and is all-powerful, just say, Lord, bless me, and he'll work everything out. That's that's not what he said. He said, no, when you pray, uh, be specific. Just don't pray to some force out there in the atmosphere. Pray to your Abba. Pray to your father, your papa. Pray that his name would be revered, would be hallowed, and uh, pray for forgiveness And pray that you might have the capacity to forgive others as you have been forgiven. Pray and ask the Lord to help you flee temptation. And pray for bread. Isn't that fascinating? Pray for bread. N.T. Wright writes, Once we put the prayer for daily bread within the whole kingdom prayer, that's the Lord's prayer, where it belongs, to turn then to the specific things we honestly need right now is not trivial. It is precisely what children do when they love and trust the one they call father now we 've been on uh, this journey in talking about prayer and our prayer lives over these many weeks, and we have um, we've talked about some big theological thoughts. Last week, Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord of all. When you love the Lord, you love his lordship. We've talked about, we pray uh, by the sun, through the Son, by the Spirit, to the Father. We've talked about uh, when you abide in me and my words abide in you. We've talked about some very, very big prayer topics. Today we're going to get so practical. So practical. In fact, on Thursday, when all of your guests asks you, you know, what was the fascinating thing your pastor said on Sunday, which I know they will? All you need to remember is two words. He said, when we pray, we should be specific. All right? There, we're done. Go home. No, just kidding. <laughs> uh, actually, uh, I'd like to talk a little bit more about that. Um, What I'd like to do is I'd like to unpack five different points, all points from a book called uh, The Red Letter Prayer Life by a pastor named Bob Hostetler. And uh, so I'm going to use his points, and then I'll talk about them uh, from my own experience and learning. So, number one, why should we pray specifically? Praying for specific needs clarifies our minds. All right? Hear me. There's nothing inherently wrong with praying, oh, Lord, have mercy on me. Nothing wrong with that. But we shouldn't be surprised if the Lord says, okay, uh, have mercy on you. Yes, that's what I do. But what do you really want me to do for you? Oh, well, um, please come to me, Lord. Absolutely. Actually, I've never left you. What do you want me to do for you? Bless me, Lord. Absolutely. No question in the matter. Every day I give you breath and sun and food. But let's go deeper. What do you want me to do for you? Oh, help me, Lord. Of course, I am helping you. I've sent my spirit to inhabit you and empower you every day. But let's find some clarity here. What do you want me to do for you? Okay, well, if you want me to be specific, I've overdrawn my checking account and I didn't manage my spending well and I need your peace to bring me back from the ledge and help me find some good tools to manage the resources you've given me more efficiently. Oh, absolutely. Receive my peace, my child. Peace that passes all understanding and let's work together to find some tools that might be helpful in you managing your resources. See, I don't think that God doesn't want... To answer our broad brush stroke prayers, I simply think he longs for us to get specific about what we 're really asking and to whom we 're asking. This brings me to the next point praying for the specific praying for specific needs defines our needs um, and here 's what I mean by this: often when we pray it 's helpful to often i 'll put it this way when you pray for another often it 's very I think, simple to pray for their specific needs. I have a, a loved one who's sick. I'm going to pray that they would be healed from X, Y, or Z, okay? Um, I think that's easy to come up with sometimes. Um, maybe easy isn't the right word, but that, we can come up with that. But often in the midst of our lives as we pray for others, we forget that somehow we're a part of the equation and we have needs within that, Okay? The example I gave in the first service, I'll give in this service, which um, imagine a husband and a wife are uh, really struggling in their marriage. And when I first was thinking of this illustration, I was thinking, well, I'll just say a husband and wife are having troubles with their teenager. I was like, that's way too easy. No, the husband and wife are really struggling, and the teenagers really have it together in this scenario, okay? So the... (laughs) The teenagers really have it together. The, the mom and the dad, are, they're, they're driving their marriage into a ditch, okay? And so these teenagers, are very prayerful. And uh, so they're praying to the Lord to say, Lord, would you please um, intervene? Give our parents the humility to go see a marriage counselor that will help them navigate uh, moving toward a healthier marriage. Okay, that's a specific prayer. But within this... Those teenagers have, have needs within that particular context, of course. And so they might also then pray specifically, and, Lord, I'm uh, frightened in my home. I don't feel like I'm secure, like this is a safe place to live. It's very chaotic. And so, one, would you please give me peace in this home? And would you, Lord, give me the faith to trust you with my parents because I can't fix them. You see how being specific about your own needs is very important. Uh, let's say you're a caregiver, you're caring for someone you love and you've been on this journey for uh, you know a long period of time. And it might be you know in one sense easy to say and Lord I pray again that you would heal my loved one who's struggling with xy or z please please give wisdom to the to their medical team etc. But then it's also okay and even important to say, and Lord, I'm very tired. I, I need perseverance. I need, I need the gift of perseverance. And specifically, Lord, would you help me find, uh, create space in my calendar every week to get together with some friends who will take me to see a movie? <laughs> it's okay to define what you need and be specific about those needs, As you are moving through your journey, Andrew Murray writes, It isn't that his loving heart does not understand or is not ready to hear our cry. Rather, Jesus desires such definite prayer for our own sakes because it teaches us to know our needs better. Time, thought, and self scrutiny are required to help us, to help, are required to find out what our greatest need really is. See, our prayer life is not really about our religion that has some God in it. Our prayer life is about our life with a God who is life and who cares about every specific need we have in that life. Thirdly, praying for specific needs emphasizes our dependence on and intimacy with God. What I mean here is our prayer life is not transactional, as if we're doing business with God. Uh, I talked uh, a couple weeks ago about the, the nature of the relationship determines the nature of the communication. So if I have a transactional relationship, like with a mechanic, I, I care about my cam- mechanic. I'm sure my mechanic cares about me. But the way we talk to each other will be transactional. I have this problem. If you fix it, I'll pay you this money. And that's the way it works. That is not a very intimate relationship. I'm the, he's a fine person, etc. But our relationship with God is very intimate, and it's very dependent. And so the way we have communication with God should be born out of our dependence upon God and that intimate relationship. And with that, I'm going to invite Christina up, who has uh, been going and growing in her journey over many years with God in her prayer life. And she has some some. Part of her journey, parts of her journey that will illustrate my point well. Christina, how are you?
1: I'm good. How are you?
0: Christina, you are married to the guitar player guy, right?
1: Yeah, Ryan. Right.
0: (laughs) So our worship director, Ryan, and Christina are married. They have two wonderful children, uh, Ezra and Soren. (laughs) Uh, Christina, I've known you a long time, and you've been on a journey um, in, in your prayer life, And Africa has worked into that, and how has that all worked together?
1: Yeah, so in 2011 and 2013, I took trips to Swaziland, Africa. Um, And upon leaving in 2013, I just felt in my heart that I wouldn't be back, and if I was, it wasn't going to be for a very long time. Um, And I had a boyfriend who's now Ryan. Um, Well, you know, we're married. (laughs) I knew that I would be married within a year, so it would make things a little more complicated to go back. Um, And... Yeah, so I just prayed, okay, God, you gave me this passion. I don't know when I'm going to be back, but continue to use that for your kingdom. And it wasn't until about a year ago that that answer to prayer was answered. Um, I had a friend who was praying for me, and she said, Hey, I see you dancing over a map over Africa. And I said, Where? Thinking, you know, it's going to be in Swaziland. She says, Uganda. I said, Uganda? Well, okay, what are you doing in Uganda? Okay,
0: can we pause just for a second? Yes. So, uh, One one of the things I I think that is interesting here is that um, the Lord gave a friend of Christina's who has a prophetic gift, a certain very specific uh, visual image that would be specifically helpful to Christina as she prayed about these things. So, Mm -hmm.
1: continue. Um, So, about a week later, after my friend told me this, uh, my high school small group leader, who is now my mentor, Gretchen, reaches out to me and says... Hey, um, I'm thinking about starting a, sp- a child sponsorship program for New Hope for Africa in Uganda. I would like you to prayerfully consider this. <laughs> and I chuckled. I was like, Gretchen, I don't have to prayerfully consider this. Like, I already know this is what I'm going to do. Yes, I am on board. Um, so for the last year, we have been meeting um, every Tuesday, and we have 35 kids sponsored.
0: Praise God. So. Huh?
1: Yeah. <clears throat>
0: <clears throat> and if... If someone would like to talk to you about sponsoring a child, they could talk to you after the service. Yes. Yeah? Okay. So also, um, God has used your relationship with him, your prayer life, and his word, specifically a passage in Isaiah, uh, to increase your intimacy and dependence upon him. So tell us about that.
1: Yes. So in life, you reach a a tough spot. Right now, I feel like I'm staring at one brick within a wall. I know it's a brick, and I know it's within a wall, but all I can see is this brick. Um, so, Isaiah 43, 2 came to mind, and that's, um, in essence, I will be with you in deep waters. You will not drown, and the fires will not consume you. So, even though I feel like I'm drowning, like, I know that God is there, um, and so I've just been praying into that, and then um, another one came to mind was 40, is Isaiah forty three nineteen. Behold, I am doing a new thing, and if you stop right there, I'm like, okay, God, what is this new thing that you're doing? Like, I can see this brick. I know it's within a brick wall, but I just... For the life of me, I cannot figure out what you are doing. And if you read on, it says, see what I am doing. And I'm like, okay, God, like, I'm not seeing it, so I need you to open my eyes so that I can see what you are doing. And if I'm not hearing you right, please align my hearing to your voice.
0: Very good. Thank you so much, Christina. Give Christina a big round of applause. This stool is so comfortable, I'm going to continue to sit on it. Uh, So, uh, the reason I brought Christina up was simply, one, to illustrate how God actually does still speak, um, and He speaks in specific ways. He speaks through other people who who have gifts. He speaks through His Word, and He does so in that conversation, which is prayer. And in our life of dependence and intimacy with Him, He communicates very specifically. And he invites us to do so as well. Um, uh, Fourth point, praying for specific needs makes us more alert to answers. Uh, Think about it this way. If I pray for general blessings, well, God, who is the one who provides any blessing that exists, is, of course, going to answer that. But if I pray specifically, then I get to see how things are specifically answered. Uh, I've actually lived this— some of you have heard this story. Forgive me if you have. You'll hear it again, I'm, I'm sure. Um, so years ago, I was a single dad with three uh, teenagers and one in college, two teenagers, one in college. And um, I, I was wrestling with, okay, will I at some point remarry? And uh, I, I was comfortable, you know, if the Lord called me to singleness. Um, but I also, if, the Lord, if I was to remarry, I, I wanted to be specific. So I, I said, Lord, um, if I remarry, I pray the person that I marry would love you more than they love me. And the reason I would say something like that is if someone loves the Lord well, I believe that they learn what it is to love. And so that would, that would be profound in that relationship. Um, I also pray that they would uh, love the church and value the church as I'm a pastor, so someone who loves the church is going to be important. <laughs> uh, I pray that they would uh, be a prayer uh, a prayer warrior, um, someone who is passionate about prayer, a person who is passionate about your word. And then I got even more specific. Uh, I said, Lord, it would, it would be very helpful. Um, let me back up. Pause for a second. Um, our church is part of the Evangelical Covenant Church um, that... Uh, this denomination is born out of Swedish immigrants in the nineteenth century i 'm like probably fifth plus generation if you go back to Sweden, part of this denomination. so this denomination is kind of in my blood and in my family and so forth and so uh, I prayed lord it 'd be helpful if this person um, it would be helpful if they went to Minnehaha, <laughs> which is our, our 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 local covenant school here in the Twin Cities. And if they went to uh, North Park College, which is our, our, our covenant school, I, it's kind of a high ask. And, um, and, because then they, they would kind of understand my culture, et cetera, that in, in, especially in ministry. And so, at um, this one point, I'm sitting down with my cousin, and he says, um, knowing my situation, he says, you should meet my cousin. And I was like, is she my cousin? And he's, he said, no, you're my cousin on my dad's side. She's my cousin on my mom's side. So you're not blood relatives. <laughs> I said, well, where where she lives? Oh, she lives in uh, in the Twin Cities. Oh, interesting. How old is she? She's actually your age. Oh, tell me about her. Well, she went to Haha. She went to North Park. And seriously, I, that day I was like, I think i 'm going to get married again <laughs> um i mean it was it was that specific, and there are more specific prayers that went into all that uh, that I you know they 're actually too personal to share but i mean i I say all that to say when you go on a journey with another person um and uh, with God and you ask specific things and you see those things answered. Then you see actual the answers. If it was just general, Lord, I hope I hope I remarry sometime. Then I don't really see the specifics of that. And what I sense from all that is that God, you know, He answers specifically. Um, final final point: um, praying for specific needs increases our faith. And if you go off of off of what I just said, you know what happens is with as I see God answering my uh, prayers, I s- specifically, I trust him more. And I think about it this way. If if we have a friendship, we're just beginning to be friends, and you say, hey, uh, I'm moving on Saturday. Could you help me out? And I come and help you out. And you're like, huh. And then, like, hey, I, I, um, I'm, I'm going to be gone for three weeks. Could you get my mail? Yeah, sure, I could do that. And I get the mail, you know, um, hey, I, I could use some help, you know, just processing something. Could we have coffee? Yeah, absolutely. What happens is in that that relationship is you learn, oh, this person is someone I can depend upon. this person is trustworthy, and so your you, your dependence upon the other person grows, and I think this happens in our prayer life um, if i 'm specific and I see God answer those specific prayers, and every time it 's like. My dependence, my my faith meter goes up, and I grow more and more trusting because I realize, wow, this God loves me more than I thought he does, and he's crazy interested in all that's going on in my life, and so I can be really specific as I pray to him. All right. We'll stop there. If we are specific, it will clarify our minds define our needs, increase our intimacy and dependence, make us more alert to answers, and it will increase our faith. I'm going to put that question up. What do you want me to do for you? And I'd like you to ponder that as we do Q&A. I'm going to invite Tone up. She's going to help me with Q&A. If you're new to Faith Covenant Church, we do Q&A two to three times a month. And uh, I reserve, always reserve the right to be wrong. And those questions come to this phone, which is not my personal number. So if you call this number, <laughs> uh, you probably won't get me tonight. Um, <laughs> so there we go. Oh, there are a lot of right. wow. questions. Why don't you start Good with that work. first one because that is relevant. I know for sure.
2: Ah, Did Jill have similar specific prayer requests for a future mate? <laughs>
0: She she actually good. did, and and <laughs> fascinatingly, I mean, very specific. And she had written them down on a piece of paper, and that she could actually show me. Um, and we even at at our um, at our wedding, we showed a picture of of that list that she put up, and I kind of oh. shared my story as well. So yes, she did.
2: <laughs> I'm gonna cry. I'm just oh. kidding. I won't. <laughs> um, this is good. All right. Okay. I thought that when you pray, you should not tell God how to do his job. How does praying specificity balance with this?
0: I, well, I think um, that's a great question. Uh, I don't... The, the prayer. This is not prayer, uh, um, you know, God, uh, you're a genie in a bottle, and because I've let you loose from the bottle, uh, you now have to grant me three wishes. It, that's That's not what we have... Uh, in the scriptures at all, this is a, this is a loving, intimate relationship, and a, a loving relationship would would not demand for one thing um, and so I think you know uh, Lord, you have to do x, y, and z, or i 'm out of here um, that is not the the nature of the way a loving relationship works yeah. so i don 't know do you have any thoughts?
2: yeah, I like that
0: okay, good. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I agree because, yeah, if we we'll have down. that, yeah, there's right. so many good questions.
0: Yeah, yeah, go, so go. So I'm going
2: to do another. Okay. When you... <laughs> sorry, I <laughs> snorted guys. When you've experienced a lot of loss, how do you get back to specific prayers when so many specific prayers may have went unanswered over the years? What does that look like in the midst of hurt and loss? That's mm-hmm. awesome.
0: That's a great question. So you've experienced a lot of loss, and um, it's overwhelming loss, and now how do you even... Move forward in your prayer life, but I would say in everything, um, in the very great traumatic times that I've experienced, um, which are not insignificant either. Um, I think the uh, kind of one day at a time, even more specifically, uh, one step at a time in in the journey is uh, that that would be my recommendation pray kind of one step at a time. Uh, Get it really, really simple. Um, Lord, I don't want to get out of bed. Please help me get out of bed. Uh, Lord, I don't see um, your light anywhere near me. Can you help me see where you are present? Uh, Lord, I'm so sad and I feel so alone. Would you please give me the presence of your spirit and right now because I, I, need your arms around me. Uh, you know, just move through one step at a time, uh, on the journey and, um, and don't give up. I think, as I've said before there, it, you also have the freedom within that time, um, to not say anything, um, you know, w- when, uh, when I was hit by a truck and and, and in a hospital bed, uh, I didn't have a lot of words, mm. and yet I knew that the Lord was there with me and uh, holding me and caring for me. And so there there are seasons of life where uh, you get to just zip it <laughs> and and uh, rest in His in His tenderness.
2: Oh, that's great. Um. I often struggle with the line between need and desire. I don't trust myself to know when it's a true need and when it's a desire. Sometimes it stops me from praying because I only want to pray for true needs. How do you push past that?
0: Um, You know, if if I'd had another half hour to preach, um, there's a great uh, part of this book that I mentioned, uh, Red Letter Prayer Life, where he talks about praying for wants. And he he goes through the, the Bible and shows that there are times uh, where people simply pray for the, what they want um, that aren't necessarily needs. And I think that's okay. I, I think the scriptures are, I think God's very okay with, it. what do you want, you know? The, the Lord, I'll, I'll, be, I'll be specific. I have this crazy love of bikes, you know? And sometimes I think, well, is this ungodly? You know, I've seen my kid... Ride a bike, and I'm like, that's so cool. I love them. That when they ride a bike, look how happy they are. I think God is absolutely fine with me enjoying riding my bike down on a hill. You know, I think He enjoys that. And so I think there, God wants you. Um, he's okay with you having fun. <laughs> he's He's okay that the 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 meal you you eat that tastes really good. Uh, he made all that taste. <laughs> he made all those flavors. He made... I love this, you know. <gasps> I always, always tear up when I think of the color green for some reason. That's a whole other story. <laughs> That's my favorite color. <laughs> Is it? Well, That's there you awesome. go. <laughs> but God made color. Yeah. You know, and so... And he he made... God God made color because God loves color. And he made us to love color. And so... I think it's okay. Don't don't sweat so much the praying for what you need, praying for you what you want. Pray for what you need and for what you want, and then trust the Lord that He's because He loves you, He's He's going to provide in a way that is most loving. Awesome.
2: This one's important, I think. How last do you one, last one last one? Yep. How do you know if or when it's time to let go of a specific request that's not answered even over decades?
0: That's a, that's a great question. Yeah. Um, well i don't i don 't know. I would say maybe the best way is to pray about whether it 's time to stop praying about it. I, I know um, uh, George Mueller who 's uh, another nineteenth century Andrew Murray and George Mueller were both um, kind of these great, powerful prayer warriors in the nineteenth century. Um, they both talk about praying over the long haul, not giving up and praying for others and so forth. And so I want to encourage you to pray, but I also think it's okay. There are times in, in your life when the Lord maybe says, you know, I, I, I release you from praying for that. I got this. I heard your voice, and um, um, I got it. Um. You can move on to pray for other things right now. I think there's, there, there, there's some discernment that comes, and Lord, is it time for me to let go of this? Um, and then listen to what the Spirit says. Yeah? Let's go back to that question. Uh, what do you want me to do for you? There's some space in your worship folder uh, where you can write or you can simply ponder it. Um, Ryan's going to come up, and he's going to play a little bit. And I'd like you to think about you know, what do you want the Lord to do for you? And uh, write it down, think it through, pray it out. Maybe spend some time this week and in that particular prayer, or maybe something else will come to you. And um, after this prayer time, uh, we'll, we'll, we're going to sing the doxology. And, again, we'll stand. We'll face each other. The words will be on the screen. We'll sing together in closing. There will be prayer people up front after the service who would love to pray for you uh, if you have something on your heart. And um, if I don't see you before tonight, I'll see you tonight for those of you who are coming to volunteer training.